Welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. This is a historic, historic episode. This, Please tell us why. This is the first time in 85 and some bonus episodes that the scooter has missed an episode. Dun, dun, dun. So, Kat and I have taken control of the show this week because we didn't want to leave y'all with nothing. Um, My apologies for not being as fantastic as Scoot. Even yeah. I have beard envy for that man. Yeah, it's hard to not have beard envy on Scoot. It's true. That man is majestic. <laughs> as fuck. He really is. <laughs> you I, have to put the as fuck. It describes it, him so well. It's true. I told them at work one day that I had beard envy. Because a parent was picking up their child, and he just had this really good beard. Nice. And my boss looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, <laughs> it's true. I have beard envy. Um, but and I yeah. think it all stems from the scooter. Very possible. Uh, but Scoot had a jury duty, and it exhausted him. So he's like, yeah, I'm not driving to Spartanburg tonight. So, Damn we, the judicial system. I know, right? How dare it take Scooter from us? So there was one time with the Hindus that they got him confused and called them in for jury duty. Like, I don't remember which one, but he did jury duty in like May. They called him again in June. Oh, that sucks. And they figured out eventually that they just couldn't tell which one was which and sent it to the same one, which I thought was pretty damn funny. Knock on wood. I have never been called for jury duty. Me either. I will find a way out of it if I do, though. Yeah, I don't think I'm that lucky. I may have to do it over the summer, but I can do it. Actually, you can as a teacher. Yeah, but I don't think my level of teaching counts the same as your level of teaching. Oh, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, there was some wrestling this week. I have... Which I, unfortunately, did not get to watch due to the fact so... that I am a teacher and get up at... And I basically watched 90% of it in the past 24 hours. So, uh, I'm a little like, whoa, that was a lot. So, really, this is going to be just a shit show of a wrestling podcast. This is going to be me telling Kat what happened and our reactions to it, and that's pretty much it. But uh, we opened with the thank yous from the CWC because we knew it was coming. Um, But goddamn if it didn't hurt all the same. Yeah, officially, our probably... Our favorite wrestler as a whole on this show, Cedric Alexander, will be on Raw in the cruiserweight division. I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited for him, and I cannot wait to be able to tell people, I fucking told y'all. I knew that guy win. (laughs) I was late to the party, and I know that. I'm very aware I came in late, but from the first time I saw him, I was like, why is he here? Yeah. I was in a little hickory... Was he at the first one? He might not have been at the first one. But I was either in a National Guard Armory <laughs> or a shitty bar. And there was a guy who was a world-class uh, professional wrestler. Just doing these little small shows and doing all of them and doing them so well. And being so nice to the fans, even when he's playing a heel. It's true. Uh, I remember the first time I saw Cedric, you had hyped him up to be this thing. And I was like, you know, what if what if he doesn't live up to it? And you had been telling me, you're like, no, you, you just you have no idea. 
And I remember watching him and just thinking, Jesus, fuck. (laughs) And from that day on, I have been a diehard Cedric Alexander fan. And I feel very blessed and lucky to say that I can call him a friend of mine. And he and his wonderful significant other are officially moved in in Florida. And so far, so good from what I've heard. Yeah, that's good. And I... I really hope this just leads to more opportunities for both of them. I'm a little worried about how WWE is going to handle Cedric because they don't have a great history with small guys or, I hate to be this way, but African-American guys. The Rock. I, I is, feel like Cedric will hold his own, though. Because I feel like Cedric has enough personality to fight through it. Well, not only that, he's got a big enough indie following. He can do so much. I feel like he is very much one of a kind, and he has a very unique style, and he can play the heel. He can play the face. Um, He's so lovable, no matter what he's doing, that I think it'll be one of those situations where you don't quite understand why he's so over, but he's so over that they can't ignore him. Yeah, I hope it ends up kind of like that guy who's just so relatable. Because even when he's a heel, you don't hate him. You're like, God damn, he's being a dick. But you're like, all right, well, I get where he's coming from. He might be the best in the world, so I'm going to let this slide. It's never super cocky. It's just he backs his shit up 100%. Yeah, and he does it with so much conviction. And, like, it's funny when you talk to him in real life or after a show, and he's, you know, just this calm, cool, collected guy. But his ring character is this cocky, loudmouth growl. And it's fantastic. Yeah, the distinction between his in-ring voice, like the character of Cedric Alexander versus the person of Cedric Alexander is such an interesting facet to see. If you've ever had the pleasure of seeing him in person, you might have been able to see him with his daughter, AJ, and just seeing him as a father and as a friend and seeing that aspect of him versus in ring it's a completely different voice he holds himself differently i was gonna say that like the way he rat reacts to fans like at the last show i was a little conflicted i'll admit but i was wearing a said pool shirt it was obvious who i was cheering for uh according to your chance though you uh you went full heel and full asshole and said i don't know who to cheer for so much so that cedric heard you we were stopped and said it's me there was but this is what i was getting at with this that moment i am so glad happened because it it was his character it was it was this look of you fucking dumb ass little fan of course it's me. No, I mean, which he, he would commented never, on it. Yeah, that's true. But it, he never would have presented it in that way. So the character is like, I don't know. There's just something about that character that is another level. And I hope they don't try to water him down or change anything major. Just let him be him. Then WWE tends to be bad at that. Give him the rock treatment and Give him 90 seconds on a mic and just let him go. I The one thing I'm really worried about is that they're going to try to 
take his move set and alter it because yeah. he is so capable of doing so many things. He can go so hard. He can go high flying. I mean, he he goes all out every single match. Yeah, and they're gonna they're probably gonna tone him down a little bit. I hope it's not much. I don't have a problem um, if they're toning it down to keep him safe so that he can continue to wrestle and wrestle yeah. as much as they're wanting him to. But if they... Because they work his, a lot of shows. <laughs> they do. If they water his move set down and try to make him into this, you know, safe cookie cutter wrestler, that's going to be a real shame. I was I was actually right before the show looking at some list that popped up on my feed of like best winning percentages ever of wrestlers all the new guys who have only been in wwe like two years have 200 to 300 more matches than the guys in the 80s and 90s and i'm like wait this guy wrestled for like 20 years and neville's only been there for two what the fuck um so i i wish him the best i hope it goes well um I think he's going to be able to adapt well enough to make it work for him, whatever it is. Whether he's got to spend more time at the Performance Center and really... I mean, right now, the Performance Center has some of the best guys in the world. Even the ones that just got called up. Um, I mean, you still got Nakamura down there. I can't wait to see Cedric versus Shinsuke. Shinsuke! Um, Which may have happened at some point, and I missed it, but I... I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see. He's going to learn so much, I think, from the trainers down there. If there was another level for him, he's about to shoot through it. That's true. Because um, he's got Regal and all of his buddies down there. And I, I can't lie, though. Watching the CWC when he did not make it through the second round. Oh, you don't even want to watch it anymore. I, I can't You're like, I'm watch done. it anymore. That was it. I was done. Yeah. I cried. I cried because I was excited for him. I cried because I was devastated. Um, I mean, you you can attest to the fact that I was losing my shit. Yeah, you were. And I'm not even <laughs> sure. I, I'm trying to remember if I was losing my shit more for second round CWC, more for first round CWC, or more for what I pretty much knew was going to be his last show. Um when it was Man Scout versus Cedric. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sad that wasn't a work, but I'm glad it wasn't a work because he, he deserves everything he's getting. He really does. Um, he, he It could not happen to a better, nicer, yeah. more trustworthy, more hardworking person. And we're not just saying that. Everyone who has come in contact with him – from Brian, who runs PWX, to George South, to Tommy Thomas, who's a manager around the Carolinas, to everyone he's encountered. I just I saw this constant outpouring ever since he got on CWC of this guy is the real deal, and he's also the nicest guy. That never fucking happens. Yeah, um, I mean, it's all over his Twitter, all over his Facebook, anywhere that you can find him, you'll just see this mass loving on Cedric saying, yeah. you know, we're going to miss you. You deserve it. I mean, you don't get a, you deserve it chant every single place you go unless you honestly deserve it. Yeah. I mean, true. you might, you might get a cheap pop from home and you might get a, you deserve it from home because that's, 
that's your stomping grounds. But he has gotten it in full sale. He's gotten it in North Carolina. He, I mean, everywhere. I'm sure he got it at the other places he's been doing his send off to. Yeah, he just finished up at four or five different places. Yeah, and everything I saw, he gets a "You deserve it," and "You will be missed," and "We love you." Just yeah outpouring and you don't get that if you're not you know indie fans are hard to please it's we're insanely hard to please as a, <laughs> as a group yeah i, I mean it, go on reddit and you can see how hard indie fans are to please go to any show just oh any that's true indie show and you can you can feel you can it. peg them too you can be like that guy's a douchebag i'd rather but, not peg that douchebag ah uh, fair fair yeah. um that wasn't anyway, on my, uh, my card for the night. Yeah. Thank you, Cedric. We love you. Bigger and better things. I I cannot wait for the kids at work to realize how good he is. Because I finally got a kick on Finn Balor. I told him months ago, like last year, way before he got the call up, you need to look out for this guy right here. And he didn't believe me. He's like, come on, who's that? I'm like, just wait. The second he came up, it's his favorite wrestler. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I, I haven't, I don't think I've fully accepted that we're not going to see him every month. Yeah. I don't think I want to well, fully accept that. I do still need to go to a takeover. And Orlando is a lot closer than That's Brooklyn. True. That is true. So. So Cedric. Can you give me takeover tickets? <laughs> you know, if you're not too busy, you know, being a superstar. And- yeah. Or just raw tickets and let me backstage that's cool too um i won't be that douchebag who just walks back there because i'm crippled like that guy we were in line with that time um that was awkward i can't i can't i'm just sitting here remembering every match i've ever watched cedric in how there's been just like a split second either when he's walking to the ring or right when he gets in the ring or at some point I just give him this like super excited wave because I am such a huge Cedric Mark <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. Yeah. But now I'm going to be doing it to my TV and yes. I'm completely unashamed about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I told the kids today we were talking about money and I was like, I, yeah, I got to stop buying all this stuff like pop figures and wrestling shirts. Like, except for Cedric. Second, he has a figure. Second, he has a shirt. We're buying it. Yeah, we have to finish buying all of his uh, pro wrestling -wrestling t-shirts. While we're on Cedric and the CWC, might as well get it out of the way. Uh, Grand Metallic versus Akira Tozawa last night. I was a little worried they were going to go with the old vets. I'm really glad they didn't. Yeah, I am too. Um, Because Tozawa's great, but he's on the upper age range. For well, these why guys? have this competition if you're going to just go with guys? Just go that, back to the attitude exactly. era. Yeah. If you're if you're just gonna go back to been there, done that, then you might as well not have made the CWC a thing at all and just said, yeah. okay, well, you know. And some of the biggest things were people they weren't expecting to do much. Gallagher was a replacement. Cedric, I mean showed how much he deserved to be there near the top of the card. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of guys who got to show up there and show off. And even in the first round that lost, I'm like, I bet they signed them. Um, I think they're missing out on a couple because I know one that is not signed yet and I don't think it's going to be and I don't understand why. But um, one say, you deserve it too. You should be down there. Just so you know. 
Lindsay's such a great guy too. Yeah, he is. Um, so is Zach Saber Jr. Every guy that we've had the the opportunity to meet through PW. Yeah, the big guys have all been awesome. It's um, true. Out of everyone we've met, there's only been one extremely no- negative experience for me, and then one like meh experience. Yeah, and it happened at the same time. Yeah. Um, but met Metalik won with a uh, his pile driver thing that looks amazing. Um, but he, they trademarked that name, so I'm pretty sure they signed him. I don't know if they've officially announced him, but well, he's he going to be on, signed. Uh, NXT a couple of times, wasn't he? After Not yet. Okay. I think he might have gotten filmed either this most recent filming or he is this next go. Um. And then Kota Ibushi versus Kendrick. I'll admit, I probably need to go back and watch these again because uh, Sammy, our producer, was dicking around in the trash can. And I spent the entire hour, I was trying to watch CWC, trying to get him out of the damn trash can. I see how it is. You blame Sammy instead of saying, oh, I could have put him in the bathroom and watched. Or, oh, I could have paused it and watched. I yeah, see. I well, see. Blame, I didn't. blame the cat. Either way. Kota Ibushi wins. Um, kind of saw that coming. Now, I saw an interesting thing about this online. They had to reshoot the ending. Why is that? Because in Japan, you get a 20 count. Jesus. So four minutes into the match, Abushi just stayed out because he thought they were going to 20. And okay. so they had to stop. Regal had to come out and make up some bullshit excuse to continue the match. And they just cut all that out of the show. Um, but it was good. I mean, they did Abushi and Kendrick things. Kendrick finally busted out the sliced bread. Um, <laughs> I, I still, I, I wonder, every time I hear sliced bread, I just think of Eva Marie. And well, I wonder options. if he like was like, I gave it to Eva. I shouldn't use it anymore. And then he's like, oh, God, she can't do it. I'm just going to do it on Abushi. <laughs> she, oh, God, she can't do it or anything. Any um, reasonable human should be able to do But yeah, that was a CWC this week. Uh, didn't watch NXT. Just gonna put that out there. Uh, it's been so much wrestling lately, and I'm trying to cut back a little bit. So I'm two weeks behind on NXT. I will watch it maybe Saturday. I was so burnt out last weekend. I did not watch a second of wrestling last weekend. It has been a lot of wrestling. We're at what a four day minimum per week now. Uh, if you count the show, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a lot of wrestling. Um. And you know it's bad if I'm like, oh, oh my god, guys, this is too much. Um, I'm worried about the double pay-per-views because it's going to be too much. Um, anyways, let's go to Raw, shall we? We shall. All right. Four-man promo uh, to open up. We got Corey Graves with Seth, Kevin Owens, Big Cass, and Roman Reigns all sitting with microphones. Really and- the only person in that entire filming experience that i enjoy is big Cass. you don't enjoy uh roman anymore um or not in promos it's not that i don't i'm kind of over roman right now until they can get him out of this trying to push him tweener i'm not a bad guy i'm not a good guy i'm the guy bullshit um I think they're starting to, and I will tell you why in this promo. Um, Seth, of course, interrupts Corey Graves because Seth's a dick. Because Seth is Seth. Um, 
and says, I'm so good, I don't even need promo time. So I'm going to be a generous, uh, you know, champion and give my promo time to Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens does Kevin Owens things, just makes fun of everybody. Cass finally gets to talk, and Owens is like, oh, I didn't know you could talk because Enzo's not here. Um, Cass says he's the big dog in this match and kind of glares at Roman. And then he says, he looks at Seth and goes, size does matter. Oh! Which, if anyone has been a longtime wrestling fan, you remember the Raw that was so terrible, the only thing people talked about was Seth Rollins' dick. And it's not very big. No, so it was a fantastic reference. Um, <laughs> so Seth gets all pissy. He's like, okay, okay, I'm taking my promo time back. Blah, blah, blah. He confronts Roman, and Corey's like, well, Roman, answer the question. Roman doesn't say a fucking word. He drops the mic and punches Kevin Owens in the face. You know, I would do that if I got to encounter Kevin Owens, to be honest. Well, and that's how you make people like Roman. When people were getting into Roman between Survivor Series and the Rumble, when people were cheering him like they finally wanted... It was because they were making him a badass. They weren't making him stupid. They weren't making him goofy. He was coming out there doing three hardcore matches a night and fucking people up. People love a badass. People do love a badass. Um, Yet somehow I ended up with you and I love you. So obviously that can't be the only thing people love. That's true. However, in wrestling, a badass will always make money. Evidence. It's true. I, I can't think of it. Well... I wouldn't say Leva Bates is a super huge badass, and I love her. Right, but I'm saying general populace, they want to make as much money as possible. Leva is not a um, WWE headliner that's going to bring in all of the money. She should. Well, her blue pants shirt apparently sold off the charts. I would Um, spend all the money on Leva. So, anyway. Oh, South Carolina versus Vandy has officially started. Hello, college football season. Did he touch back or not? Because if he ran that out... uh, Okay. Back to Raw. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're, I believe, the four-point underdogs. Mm, That's not good against Vandy. I mean, I know Vandy's decent, but I don't know. Actually, Vandy's pretty good. We're... If you didn't catch that, I am a huge, huge Carolina fan. Um, we're supposed to have a shit season this year, but <laughs> it's a I'm, transitional year. For I'm okay with that. I would, I was talking to my dad earlier. I would much rather have really good people on the team and have a shitty team than have a great team filled with assholes. Yeah. So speaking of assholes next on raw, Chris Jericho interviews with Felipe. Oh my God. Okay. I, I hate Tom every, Phillips. I hate. I hate everything about Jericho. I hate his look. I hate his stereotypical Disney villain facial hair. I hate his shitty Y2 jackass gimmick. I I hate everything. I mean, he makes me vehemently angry. Uh, Yeah. To my core. I, I just can't stand See, and the problem is, Jericho's been so prevalent lately, Kat just fucking leaves the room, and it's like, hey, I guess I should go to bed, and then doesn't watch Raw. I can't fucking Uh, stay. Everything about him makes me angry. But uh, this promo, he kept hinting at stuff, and Tom Phillips kept guessing, and he kept being wrong. Houston 
gave him a huge pop for all of his like shitty heel jokes. And I'm like, they were good, but I don't think they were giant pop good. Um, but I did like at the end, he did the gift of Jericho, drink it in, man. I don't, I don't know why it's so fucking obnoxious. And I think that's why I like it. Um, I hate every, like I, I think I hate Jericho more than Scoot does. Yeah. Which is saying something. Well, Scoot will take Mila to take a shit when he's I got can't, Jericho Oh, on. God. I need... Um, you've talked about how you could have Jericho in a managerial position. You can't handle I that. can't stand anything about him. I don't like his yeah. character. I don't like him as a person. I, I <laughs> just need him to no never wrestle. There's no appeal for me. Yeah. I just need him to never wrestle again because he's got a concave chest and he moves slow as hell. God, and he it, does. He moves It so doesn't slow. match anymore. Back in the day, you could kind of get away with it. You can't get away with that anymore. No, you really can't. Um, I feel like watching Jericho is like watching the slow-mo recaps. Yeah. Except then you realize that's his full speed. Yeah. Well, and they keep putting putting him to put over the young guys who are way faster and way more athletic than him, and it shows. I'm... Really confused and concerned as to why we're getting all of these nostalgia guys on Raw. Yeah, well, at least some of them are starting to go home. Yeah, but I need them all to go home. We're well, talking about this being the, the new era. Then they need to make it the new era. Well, that was Shane's thing, not. Uh, but not Steph's generally thing. speaking, this is supposed to be you know the new time in wrestling and we're yeah, seeing... that's why they're bringing the cruiser away exactly but then we're bringing the headbangers and dudley boys <laughs> and jericho well dudley boys finally went home so that's good they're but doing still, indie shows we're, now. we're seeing this shit all the time yeah I, I, um, it's it's sad it's just sad <laughs> it this when you see this it's why people go you know it's fake right yeah I, but... this is just it doesn't fit anymore. They can't keep up. And it's trying to take something old and, you know, nostalgic and wonderful and put it into a completely new context. And it does not work. If they're going to do the nostalgia acts, I don't mind them at SummerSlam for one match. Like occasionally in the past, they would do like a gimmick battle royale. And it's all the shitty characters from the 80s, like the guy who was a garbage man and the guy who was a repo man who stole shit and the, all the stupid gimmicks. Put them in one match. Let people be like, hey, I remember that. Gobbledygooker. And then move on. Like, I don't need nostalgia every episode. Um, although, surprisingly, Jericho Neville had a decent match. Jer- Some of Jericho's stuff actually looked painful for the first time in like a year. So, um, I just have a hard time believing that, but it could well, you didn't watch it, so, so <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Neville, I, I wish they would let him win in big stage because apparently he wins all the time on house shows. I wish they would just re- unleash Neville and let Neville yeah. do all the Neville things, but they won't because um, he can do some incredible shit, yeah. And yes, they let him do some good stuff, but I mean, I just need them to. Completely let go of the reins and let Neville be Neville. Well, I think there's only a few people who could keep up with him if they did that. So, and it's pretty much, I can name the three names right now. Sami Zayn. Accurate. Cesaro. 
Accurate. And Kevin Owens. Accurate. Because they all wrestled with him on the indies and they know what to do. Hopefully with the CWC becoming a bigger part, they can kind of let go on some of these younger guys who can do so much. I would love to see Kevin Owens get back to the shit he was doing in his indies day. Indie days. Because he can really let loose. Yep. He has over 100 moves and he does like 20 of them. Yeah. I I Um, would love to see... I would love to see Sami Zayn with no leash. I would love to see Raw take on a more indie feel to it. They won't. They won't they until won't, Vince but dies. I would love it. Yeah, and they probably won't even after Vince dies. They'll probably they'll either make a new show or rebrand SmackDown or and put all the indie guys together. It would it would be nice because for a hot minute it was starting to feel more like an indie show. It really was. And then they just said, "Eh, let's do a brand split," and it got all fucked up. Yeah, it's um, like going to a big time wrestling show. It, it's, a lot of times, it yes. It seems like it would be so much fun. It's all these names, you know. And then you go and you realize that everyone's 70 years old in the ring. And well, we did pretty well with your Raw you went to, though. Other than the people we were sitting with, yes. Yes. It was very That was a hell of a Raw. That I was... got to see a taker. Entrance. Entrance. I got to... You got to see that tournament for the belt with the epic... I think it was Neville Owens and Roman Cesaro matches that yes. were just a, two of the best matches to happen on Raw since I started watching. I'm 95% sure that Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose saw my sign. That's true. Which, um, which that's made kind me of, extremely happy. Yeah, it, it made me incredibly happy. It was a great sign. Um, so, moving on. Uh, Bailey and New Day. Bailey! Bump into each other backstage, and Bailey doing this super fan thing might be my favorite thing on Raw right now. Bailey is so wonderful. She's Everything so and she's her. so adorable and sweet, and she could do whatever she wants. I just want to hang out with Bailey. Yeah, I do too. So they trade, you know, chants like the New Day's like, "Hey, hey we, we want, want some Bailey and whatnot." It was great. Love the little segment. Dana Brooke ruins everything, comes in and interrupts. Dana um, Brooke, I I know that that is Vince's, like, kind of woman. I, I don't see it. I don't enjoy her wrestling. I, I don't like her in-ring work. I don't like her out-of-ring work. I don't like her look. I feel like she's f- the worst combination between hyper-masculine and sex doll. Okay. She does kind of look like a super buff sex doll. Yeah. Especially on this episode. She does. She looks like she's straight out of a really bad stereotypical porn. Which we will get to. And uh, I I really don't like her moveset. I don't like... I'm not big on having the typical bitchy... Diva yeah, because you used to like Charlotte, superstar. and now you don't. Yeah, she's as bitchy. soon as they turn them heel, and it's just stereotypical. If you've got a reason to be a bitch, that's one thing. Have a legitimate reason of I've clawed and I've fought my way to be here, and you know I only got to wrestle with men because there were no women. Like you could make Tessa Blanchard a bitch, and I wouldn't hate it. But when you take a woman and you just turn her into this stereotypical catty, bitchy, I've got the belt, so I'm HBSC up in here. I just, I can't stand it. I couldn't stand Sasha 
when she was head bitch in charge. Yeah. Once she finally toned it down a little bit when she hit main roster is when I finally could accept and be okay with Sasha. I can't. I, ha- I have to tell you why I'm laughing and you're going to get so fucking I pissed. can't stand no. that kind of woman. Do you want to know why I'm laughing? Because <sighs> Probably the, not. The storyline you just said that you fucking would love them to do with the women to give them a reason to be bitchy is what they're trying and failing to do with Natty. I hate Natty so much. I know, but that's exactly what they're trying to do. But I hate Natty as a person. Speaking, yeah, that's true. Therefore, I can't stand her in Speaking of head bitches in charge, Nia Jax comes out and crushes a local talent. Um, She she is a terrifying and wonderful feat of human engineering. Yeah, she's... uh, I can't wait till they figure out what to do with these people instead of just having them do squash matches. Yeah. I get why they're doing the squashes, but I kind of wish, like, I don't really care about the squash match if Bailey's not going to come out here and talk shit. I would love, love, love to see Nia Jax in an intergender match. Yeah, they can't do it, though, unless they go back 14, I am all for some intergender wrestling. Um... All right, next we get a green screen of a nursing home. And Gallows and Anderson, who used to be doctors, now they run some long-winded name that spelled out Old Fart Nursing Home for the wrestlers you want to see go away. The Jericho. Dudleys <laughs> and whatnot. Um, and they say tonight that their nurse, Dana Brooke, is going to help them. And Dana comes in looking like a straight-up shitty porn. There are these two big burly guys an awful green screen, and a girl in a shitty uniform. How is that not porn? That is porn. Am I incorrect? There just needed to be someone. That's not even modern going, porn. I'm uh, I'm here to fix the copier. Yeah. Or uh, here's your pizza you guys ordered. You know, one <laughs> Extra more. Extra sausage. Um, so anyway, Nurse Dana looks like a porn star. And then after that, we get Jinder Mahal and Sami Zayn. Sammy's still selling the ankle. They were making that a storyline. So I don't know if he's actually hurt or not. I don't think he is. Um, it's kind of like the Ethan Case thing. where Yeah. We, we aren't quite sure. If he's hurt or not. If he's hurt or not. Yeah. Um, I, I hope both Ethan Case and Sammy Zane are not hurt. Yes. I don't care how much I dislike a person. I don't want Natty hurt. I don't want Jericho hurt. And I hate both of them. Yeah. I, I don't want any wrestler Well, because hurt. you and I both have been... In life, doing something we love and an injury has screwed us up or whatever. So it's never fun to see that. For a Sami Zayn match, this was pretty squashy. Like, he he got beat up a little bit, but it wasn't his usual, oh my god, he got destroyed and somehow willed it out. He, uh... It wasn't his underdog? Yeah, he... he, I mean, he took his beating, but it wasn't long, so it wasn't as... That's crazy as it usual. It could be possible that he's... He's getting a little push, I hope. Well, getting a little push or it conceivably in a little bit of pain. That's true. I mean, um, I'd like to see him go after Rusev. I think they could have some fun with that. Um, I I go back. I am very much on the fence about Rusev. I, yeah. I don't hate him, but I don't love him either. I liked him better before the wedding gimmick. Yeah, the wedding gimmick has just gone on way too long. 
I if you put Rusev in a gimmick and it involves you know Lana, what Rusev wasn't on Raw this week. Have it be in the love triangle kind of situation with Dolph Ziggler. That was interesting. That was constantly changing. I think our show is the only group that liked that storyline. All of us liked it. Yeah, and everyone shits on it as like the worst storyline of last year. I'm like, no, that was. I at was least a, wanted to see what was happening. Exactly. I don't care if it's good. Just entertain me. <laughs> yeah, it was entertaining. You didn't know what was going to happen. Whereas you and I will talk about something and we're like, yeah, well, they're not going to do this. Yeah. Like when we, we were talking about Heath and what they're going to do with him. Oh, wait till you hear what they did with him this week. It's great. Oh, let's get there then. Okay, well, we got a lot to cover on Ross still. God so. damn it. I'm all about some Heath. Um, so after that, we get the mixed trio match. So we got Kofi and Biggie and Bailey versus uh, Nurse Dana and her two co-stars. And, the Goon Squad. Um, Bailey gets the pin. Charlotte was on commentary, and it was pretty fucking bad. Like, Charlotte has not been good lately. She hasn't been good. She's had a couple good promos, but it's only when she's like yelling at the people who have helped her. Yeah. That's the only time she cuts a good promo. I'm like, we got to figure something out, girl. Yeah. Because I like Charlotte. I, I love that she's a heel. I love that she got booed at an NXT event. I didn't think that was possible. And it's very hard to get real heat nowadays. But she's got the real Ask heat. Ask Eva Marie. Yeah. She, uh, she has no trouble um, getting nuclear heat. But anyway, Bailey got the pin, did the Bailey to belly. It was fantastic. Uh, Better match than I thought it would be, because the past few times they've done mixed tags, it kind of sucked. This I'm, one was pretty good. I'm at least excited that they're trying mixed tag. It's something new, and it is one step closer to intergender wrestling. And Bailey got to drop kick one of the club guys. Nice. So, that was cool. They were doing the unicorn stampede, and they tagged her in, and they're like, are you allowed to hit him? And she's like, yeah, and ran and drop kicked him. Um, and then Dana had to jump in. Uh, Cesaro cuts a promo with Tom in the back and says, do you like Sheamus? No. Do I like Sheamus? No. Does anyone out there like Sheamus? And the entire crowd in Houston goes, no. Poor Sheamus. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but it, w- it was actually a pretty good little Cesaro promo. Sheamus comes out, talks some shit. We get Cesaro, Sheamus too. What's funny, the second pay-per-view I watched when I got back in, was Cesaro versus Sheamus for IC or US title at the time. I don't remember which. Why are we back to this already? They don't put on bad matches. But it's like when Orton and Sheamus were going, and it wasn't bad. But it wasn't particularly good But we didn't need to see it every week. Yeah. And I know Mick just put him in a best of seven for the uh, title shot or whatever, and Cesaro's probably going to come back from three down to win. Because he's now down 2-0. But, You know, let, let's be really honest here. There is not anything I need to see every week. Because it just doesn't give you the chance no. to build up a good story between I think the pay-per-views. I think the champion should be present every week. But he should absolutely not wrestle every week. I don't think anyone should wrestle every week. It, yeah. Because... As much as I love Cedric, even, 
I yeah. don't want to watch Cedric fight the same guy every week. Yeah. Not that he wouldn't put on a fantastic fucking match. They've gotten a little better about some of that, but like, because Sami Zayn's not fighting Kevin Owens again. Yeah, but I don't need to see the same because that roster is huge. They yeah, especially so many on Raw. On that roster, and they're bringing more, but which we I don't keep understand. Seeing the same. <laughs> 15 like, guys. Why are you bringing back Kurt Hawkins when I don't see everybody every week? Yeah. Um, but it, anyways, so Seamus won by being shady. Uh, then we got some luchador, luchador guy named Americo versus Braun Strowman. Braun destroys him and takes his mask. Very disrespectful. Very, very disrespectful. Um, don't really care. It's another squash. I can't get over Braun's choice shitty haircut style yeah well yeah i mean i think it made him look scarier i don't just burly man i i don't feel like it made him scarier i feel like it's just a hair terrible hair choice Uh, it and after finding out that he may have in fact picked that for himself yeah because we uh talked to some guys who went to high school with him it really makes me question him um more than i already already did i love that he's not with bray Bray. yeah i do too he's the type of guy you can just make a general badass and he doesn't have to do much yeah he doesn't doesn't necessarily need a gimmick i do wish he had a more flushed out character yeah uh, I don't think he needs a full gimmick, but just flush out his character a little bit. Yeah, I don't think. I think these squash matches are because they have these two giant people, and they don't know who what to it's do with not. Them. Yeah, who it's not reasonable to have them win or lose in a certain way against main guys. You so know they're what? Like, Here, squash. Have, have them be a mixed tag, and just I wouldn't go, hate that. have a mixed tag belt and have them just dominate everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't hate um, watching the two of them just plow through everyone. That would be okay, squash wise. Yeah. Uh, Steph comes out next and demands uh, some representation from Brock Lesnar for his repercussions. Paul Heyman comes out. God, I love Paul. Pays Heyman. starts to pay Steph in one dollar bills for the five hundred. God, the only way that could have been better is if he pulled out pennies. She got pissed and basically just like, you know, did Steph emasculating things. And Paul spins it around and comes out with this groveling little apology from Brock, you know, officially and says this is a lesson learned and an apology uh, presented or some shit. And... Steph says, apology accepted, drops the mic and walks out. And Paul just gets this look. The look I imagine if there is a devil and he makes a deal for your soul and wins would make. So I want to see where they're going with this because Paul is up to something and I can't wait. I fucking love Paul Heyman. I should not have cared about this segment at all because it's such a throwaway segment. And Paul Heyman made me care. It's hard not to enjoy Paul Heyman, to be honest. Like, you have to work to make Paul Heyman unenjoyable. Yeah, and sometimes he gets a little repetitive, but uh, it was good this week. Because it wasn't just the usual, my client, conquer, eat, sleep, repeat shit. Um, Titus Darren and Bob Backlund did some shit. I don't care. (laughs) I really don't care. 
Um, and all the whole make Titus great or make Darren great again came out of left field. Still hasn't really been explained. And don't get me wrong, Bob Backlund is a badass and super entertaining, especially considering he's sixty-seven years old and still that fit. But you're putting him with two guys that are so boring you couldn't figure out what to do with them. They together. Di- they didn't work as a tag team. They don't work solo. You know, you're releasing some guys for some things. Maybe release guys who aren't entertaining. Or they might be great dudes or transition their role or send them back to NXT for a hot minute. Darren Young could go back to NXT and it'd be fine. True. No one would care. Titus might be a little old for that, but again, no one would care. <laughs> um, That's harsh. I think his kids would care. His kids would care, but they'd probably get to see him more because they could go live in Orlando. It's true. Um, so now we get to the main event, and I was expecting this to be a clusterfuck and obvious, but it was actually pretty damn great. Um, even if it was like a lot of, they did that multi-man thing where, okay, somebody got fucked up and they roll out and then it's one-on-one, Ugh. but it wasn't as bad as usual. Uh, ca- I hate how predictable that Raw gets. has been. Yeah. Uh, Cass lasted longer than I thought he would. He even got, I mean, he had his finishers on everybody. Yeah. So I thought he was actually going to eliminate someone, but he did not. Um, once Cass was out is when this really fucking picked up. Everyone just beating the everlasting shit out of each other. Um, Owens took like five Superman punches and sold the shit out of all of them. Like he didn't flail. He didn't like act like he got hit by the moon. He just fucking went unconscious and fell over every time. It was great. Um, looked like Roman was about to get the upper hand. All of a sudden, Triple H out of nowhere. It's time to play the game. Yeah, no music, but in his suit. Whatever. He, he just appears. You know he goes everywhere he goes. I don't care if it's, you know, Raw Triple H or if it's Paul. He goes around with his theme song. Playing in his head. Yeah, yes. probably. Um but he spins Roman around, kicks him in the gut, pedigrees him on the outside, throws him in, wakes up Seth. He's like, hey, Seth, Seth, I'm here. I took care of Roman. Go get him. So that Seth gets his shit-eating, shit-eating grin and goes and pins Roman. He's like, ha-ha. And, of course, Corey Graves is like, see, Roman can't beat Seth Rollins. Fantastic heel work on all three of their parts. Um, so then... Triple H is still stalking around, goes and gets Kevin Owens, throws his ass in the ring, steps in, and gestures at Seth, like, okay, I'm going to take care of Owens for you, and starts to walk towards Owens to do the pedigree, spins around, kicks Seth in the gut, lets him flail a hot second, then pedigrees the fuck out of him, and puts Owens on top. You! Owens is your new Universal Champion, and this was the best possible way they could have done it because Finn earned that the right way yeah, and went did. down because I read he had dislocated his shoulder like 10 times in the past like three years yeah so it, it sucks um, as someone who has had their shoulder dislocated not on a pretty regular basis <laughs> horrifically graphic uh, occurrence but as someone who's had it done pretty frequently it sucks and 
I saw the pictures of him right after surgery, and I wish him a very speedy recovery. I think we all do. Oh, um, God. I, I miss him. I really and he's only him. been gone a week. And I miss him. Um, it That, I would think, would have to be one of the worst worst feelings in the world. You make it to the absolute top. You, well, you get this once-in-a-lifetime chance. You prove that you can do it, and then you get injured. And it's happening way too often. It really is. Um, I, I think Raw, or uh, wrestling in general, needs to take a step back and seriously look at what they're putting their their talent through. I honestly believe that will not happen until Vince is gone. I think NXT is much better about it, because Hideo took over a year to come back, and he had a similar injury to Finn. I think the second a doc, any doctor in the country will clear him, Vince is going to want Finn back. And that's not okay. It's really not. You, um, not with what? They're on the road 200, 300 days? It, as of before the brand split, they worked, if they were healthy, 300 days a year. That's, that is an ungodly... Even doctors don't work that much. Well, in working 300 days a year, you fucking are taking a job where I don't care if it's scripted. You're getting the shit kicked out of you. Even if you're only taking bumps, you're still taking a fucking beating. Um, even Miz takes a beating. It doesn't matter. Just being on the road. Yeah, that 300 too. days a year. That alone, you could do nothing but fly and go to these places, and it's still too much. Which a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, your body is not um, not meant for that kind of brutal regime. undertaking. Yeah, which is why John Cena has a bus and doesn't fly. Yeah, um, he said it added years to his career. So, but you can't. I'm sorry, no, that wasn't Cena's bus. That was Daniel's bus. That, that was Daniel and Breeze, yeah. Um, so, but I have a feeling that rule probably would apply if anyone but Nikki were on Cena's bus too. Probably. Uh, SmackDown. Since we brought up the Miz, Shane, oh, we open with Shane and Daniel. Shane being like, "Hey, Daniel, don't provoke the talent. Stop. I understand. I agree with you, but stop." So Daniel kind of looks at Shane and goes. What exactly are you doing with Brock Lesnar then? Which was fantastic. Um, I love Shane O'Mac. Yeah. I don't uh, hate Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But I'm not loving the direction that they're taking Daniel Bryan. Because I'm supposed to love Daniel Bryan. He's supposed to be this quirky, weird little dude that shouldn't get over but does. And somehow they've made him pretentious indie dickhead yes yeah that's exactly what he is right now except he doesn't quite have the the shit to back it up yeah because he's what i hate to see is i should love everything about daniel bryan but lately he's flubbed a lot when he's talking whether it's on cwc or smackdown there have been a lot of little mistakes that have accumulated and it really takes away from my enjoyment of him. And well, I, I get it. It happens. It, but it shouldn't happen when you're at that level. It's also a totally new role for him, though. That's the thing. Like, he's never done it from this side of the spectrum. So he's he's working out the kinks. I think it's going to take a little bit. Um, I, don't, I don't love him as a commentator. I love Morrow. 
And I love I love Daniel's earnestness as a commentator, but if I wanted to hear the same thing get screamed for a whole match, I would listen to JBL, which I do not. Um, God, the, speaking of commentary on SmackDown this week, it was god-awful. Uh, Morrow could not save this train wreck. Oh. Um, Miz and Dolph open after that. Uh, Miz comes out and basically says, you know, why am I a coward and not intelligent? Because I know I have to do this day in and day out. So I don't want to get hit. Isn't that called being good at my job? Um, Dolph comes out and fucking kills it on the mic again. And basically says, Miz, it is your choice to prove you're not a coward, to prove you're strong. So take me on. And uh, Miz is like, all right, you want me to prove it? You want me to prove it? Tears off his jacket. Walks out with Maurice. You know, and I'm, gets the shit boot out of him. He has so much real heat, and that's so hard to do nowadays. I am genuinely impressed by Dolph Ziggler. He is not new to this, yeah. but comes off as a new talent. Well, he, he doesn't feel... He doesn't feel stale. He doesn't feel... His promos don't. His matches are still, to me, a little similar. Because you haven't watched the matches lately. You've just been hearing what I tell you. No, and I mean his promo work. Yeah, his promo work has been another level since they did the split. Yeah, it he... doesn't It doesn't feel like I'm seeing the same thing over and over again. Because none of his promos feel like this is the same shit you've said before even though it is actually just insert new person's name yeah feels very real every time um dean if dean and aj go down they could give dolph the headliner spot on that show and it would be okay right now if he keeps doing what he's doing um next we get hype bros versus vaude villains hype bros win uh they finish it with a move they called the Hype Rider, which is... That just sounds like it should be a ride at Carowinds. Well, it kind of is a ride at Carowinds. You ride on Mojo Raleigh's shoulders, and then Zack Ryder does his Rough Rider from the top rope. So, it was pretty good. That doesn't sound like a fun ride, though. No, that sounds painful. Yeah, but it sounds it, pretty awful. It looks like a ride. Uh, <laughs> they let Mojo speak, which is always a mistake. Yeah, always a bad idea. Anyone who... Except for the beginning when he says... We don't get hyped, we say hyped. That's the only thing he should be allowed to say. <laughs> Anyone whose name is Mojo shouldn't be allowed to, to talk. Any parties with Power Powerpuff Girls taught us anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, Apollo and AJ have this whole weird segment. They bump into each other backstage, and AJ pretends like he doesn't know Apollo's name, even though they both came from Georgia in the Indies. They're yeah. probably buddies. and uh, That or they hate each other. Yeah, that too. Um but the whole thing from promo to match to finish, it was just odd. It didn't, I I don't know. It was two incredibly talented guys, but AJ's taking this, oh, I beat Cena, so now I'm the face that runs the place, shtick. And I, I don't like it. Don't like I it. I was really disappointed when the entirety of his John Cena run was, and we beat, beat up, up John Cena. It, AJ's not a promo guy. Never I has been. I don't care. That set the tone for the entire 
I don't the, for the entire match, the entire run, and now all I see AJ as as is, is this dumbass, cocky, dumb, jackass. Yeah, and it, not like Seth Rollins. I hate. Right. He is a cocky son of a bitch, but at least he backs it up. Most of the time, yes. AJ doesn't back his shit up, is cocky as hell, and just comes off stupid. As much as I hate Seth, I don't think Seth is an unintelligent person. Right. AJ comes off like a stupid son. AJ comes off unintelligent, Um, which you don't want for any of your talent. Okay. I will say, I think you're right promo-wise. You've missed the matches lately. And I hate this. I hate to admit this because I really don't want to like his matches anymore. But on a pay-per-view, he's been stealing the fucking show. Every time there's a pay-per-view, he's the best match on the card. And I I know that speaks to AJ and how good he is. So, y'all, stop letting him fucking talk. Give him a real manager. Give him someone to hype the matches for him because he's not good at it. He's terrible at it. Um, he needs to be the strong, silent badass again because he, he can back his shit up in the ring. He is probably, as far as moveset goes, the best guy they have on SmackDown. And that he's, his promos are killing his character. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they made him a Brock Lesnar. Um, he's, too li- he's too little to go that route, but I know what you mean. Just like he stands out there and does cool shit while someone else talks for him. Um, kind of like Eva Marie, but with talent. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, so next segment, Slater and Rhino invite Renee Young to Heath's single wide trailer in West Virginia. By the way, can we just take a moment to acknowledge how fantastic Renee has looked lately? Yes, and she looked real good in Heath's trailer. So while uh, they're doing this interview... Heath's wife, I don't know if it's actually his wife or not. I don't think so. It seemed like an actress. And it was real, like, make fun of the Hicks shtick. Um, Heath's wife is there and gives them cheese whiz, crackers, and uncooked hot dogs. And the whole time Heath and Renee are talking, Rhino's just fucking eating away. Doesn't say a word. Renee asks him, why'd you team up with Heath? He just shrugs. You know, I, goes, I wish I could be disgusted by that, but I've seen you eat two of those three things. Yeah, that's true. They're delicious. They're um, disgusting, but... <laughs> but anyway, it was a hysterical segment. Um, Heath is doing this because if he gets a contract, he can move him, his wife, and his kids to a double-wide trailer. Hell yeah! And uh, his kids would have been there, but they were out collecting cans and bottles. To turn over. They weren't at school. They were collecting cans and bottles. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What? Cans are 10 cents? I don't know. I think cans are 10 cents. Um, But this segment was just hilarity. There was a couple like missed jokes like the wife burps and doesn't say excuse me. And Renee gets like super disgusted. I don't know how she kept a straight face during any of this. What was she wearing? Uh, I'll show you later. Because I don't want to pull it up while we're recording. If it wasn't the purple jacket, I'm not sure that I care. Oh, it looked good. It wasn't the purple jacket, though. Um, That purple jacket is... Wyatt Orton cut a long rambling promo. Why? I don't want to see this. (laughs) We talked about this. I don't understand how they can take Orton 
from getting his ass kicked, you know, battling this super ass kicker, Brock Lesnar, to battling fucking Bray Wyatt. You haven't... They're trying to make him seem like a much bigger badass than he is, but it doesn't work. You can't just put Orton up against Bray Wyatt and think that it makes Bray Wyatt look legitimate. The way they can do this, if they want to make Bray look scary again, they took away his family because he's split up with Rowan and he's not on the same show as Braun, which will help. Let him... Let these older guys, Orton, Cena, all them, actually lose to Bray Wyatt. They're never going to fucking do it. Of course not. But let Bray Wyatt finally look like a mastermind and win. I don't like Bray Wyatt. I actually don't want to see this happen. But I want to be interested in Bray Wyatt, and I'm not. Yeah. Um, He's got his rocking chair back, so obviously that first one wasn't super important. That Undertaker destroyed. Mm. Um, I I don't know. I don't know why people are excited for this. It, whenever people get excited about a Wyatt feud, it just falls to shit. It really does. And you know what? Do something with Sister Abigail. Well, then they'd have to hire a female. No, they don't. She doesn't actually have to exist. It could all be a voice in his head. Well, he that's how it started. Interesting promos. That's the thing. All of the Bray Wyatt fans are the people who were there at the start when he came up. And that's the kind of shit they were doing with him was he would do these long rambling promos about how you were blind and Sister Abigail has showed him the way and blah, 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 blah. And you thought it was leading to something. And then, and then it just never did. Yeah. What, what came of him eating... Whose soul was that? Kane and Taker. Kane and Taker souls. That never got explained. Nothing. Yeah. No, like, they, Kane and Taker fought their way out of whatever universe they were keeping their souls in. Because Bray Wyatt had the Taker lightning power and the Kane firepower. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Kane and Taker just show up and beat their asses. Yeah. They, um, they've got to stop half-assing it with Bray. Yeah. He is the, he's the least powerful mystic badass they've ever had. Stop fucking phoning it in, Vince McMahon. Papa Shango was scarier than Bray Wyatt. Do you know who Papa Shango is? No. Boogeyman is scarier than Bray Wyatt. Yes. Papa Shango was a guy in the early 90s, and I was terrified of him as a kid. He was a voodoo character, and he would come out, roll his eyes back in his head, and his opponent would just start, like, puking up black shit. Oh, that's scary. And he'd win. It was terrifying. Now, I'm sure if I went back now, it would be, like, awful. But, oh my god. It was scary. I don't know. I've, I've jump-scared you before. And that's true. I'm a pussy. terrified. So. Um, Alright, next we get Natty and Alexa versus Naomi and Becca. Becky. Little, I was thinking, Shame on you. I was thinking Bella. As I said, Shame Becky, on you. Uh, Nikki's on commentary, and oh my god, it was so bad. She started talking about Total Bellas and was talking about it for like two or three minutes with Morrow, and then all of a sudden JBL chimes in. It's like, oh, are we talking about Total Divas or Total Bellas, Nikki? I'm like, JBL, shut the fuck up if you're not going to listen to the conversation. And I had an idea, and I don't think they're this smart. What if JBL being awful at commentary is on purpose? What if he's purposefully being the worst commentator just to make you hate him as the heel commentator? 
I don't. I feel like you're putting way too much thought into. Yeah, it. probably. It, like, but it it was so thought. bad this week. I considered that for a second. Like, are they doing <laughs> when, this on purpose? When the commentary is so bad, you start having an existential crisis. Yeah. Um, Nikki <laughs> got jumped by Carmella again. I saw. Which distracted uh, the babyface team, and they were defeated. Um, Poor babyfaces. All right, so. Oh, but can what? we. We we forgot to mention. Oh, that Naomi's new gear. Naomi's new gear looks so much better than the rectangles. Yeah, than the stuff that she was keep, wearing. Keep that type of gear. That was awesome. Yeah, it looked was... really good on her. It looked good in the ring. It looked good with the lights, black lights. It was all great. Keep that type of gear, not the fucking rectangles. Yeah, that was that um, fit her personality better. The other thing just looked like something she could have bought at a Halloween costume store. Yeah. Uh, next we get Heath and Rhino versus the Headbangers, and this leads me to ask: Did anyone Why? did anyone miss the Headbangers? <laughs> I used to use them on like PlayStation One or N sixty four or something in the video game, and that was it. And that was just because their moves were the easiest to pull off. Did anyone look at them and go, "Damn, I miss that style"? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, Heath and Rhino won, which is good. Uh, so then we get a really odd segment and this guy comes out in regular clothes and is standing in the middle of the ring and says he's Gary Millman, the milkman, and he's been given the opportunity to to compete tonight and no one in the back would take him on, but he was ready. So he's taking his opportunity. He proceeds to strip down to white wrestling trunks that are just a step above tidy whities (laughs) and just stand there. And then Kane's music drops, the flames come up, he comes out and choke slams him, and that's it. That's the whole segment. You know what? I, I don't hate just some rando walking in and saying, Hey, I'm gonna wrestle. Yeah, it was uh it was it was odd. And then we got Dean uh and Corbin with AJ on commentary. This is a, exactly what you would expect from everyone involved. So a shit show? Uh, yeah. I miss when I liked Dean Ambrose. I like Dean. I still like some of his antics, but they pulled so many antics from him now. I like, like Dean. The- Dean should defend his belt with a hot dog cart. <laughs> because that's how he got over, yeah. is doing the crazy shit, like Seth being like, I'm not giving you the match tonight, so fuck off. And him being like, okay, and I'll just leaving. your belt. And just leaving and going to the fucking Coney Island and bringing a hot dog cart back and beating the shit out of the whole authority with a hot dog cart. Yep. And just um, stealing the belt and going. Yeah. Going through New Orleans, just doing weird shit with the belt. Taking pictures. Um, Dean won after AJ attacked him, and then he got to hit AJ in the nuts with the rope a bunch. Yay! So that was fun, I guess. So that was SmackDown. Dick jokes. Yay, dick jokes. Dick jokes for um, days. Raw was definitely the better show this week. Raw um, has been the better show pretty consistently. Since Sma- SmackDown is doing better stories but shittier wrestling. Yeah. Raw has been doing better wrestling and shittier stories. So uh, I wish they could figure out how to combine the two on a one show. Um, Step I, one. Vince McMahon dies. steps down. <laughs> he ain't not going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if his will 
has a laptop has a laptop that has been programmed with his personality as an AI, and that gets the company instead of Steph or Trips. <laughs> really, it's just Camp W. It's like Vince Bot. Yeah, gets it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't masturbate to this, <laughs> or what? Isn't that what he says? <laughs> it's like the first episode. Oh god. Um. Anyway, I feel like Vince probably uh, plays his man horn to himself. Mm. Like he just watches himself do his stupid fucking wonk in, and is like, now all he yeah. watch, all he watches is WWE. He doesn't know other things exist. I've read not just one, but like five or six stories about people being with Vince on a WWE trip and being like watching a sitcom, and Vince walks in and goes, "Why aren't you watching wrestling?" And they're like, I want to laugh, Vince. And he's like, well, we have Santino Morella. And then it's like, <laughs> no. Vince, that's not the same thing. No, that's not what um, I want. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of that commercial where it's like, that's not how this works. That's yeah. not how any of this works. Um, so other news from around real quick before we wrap up. Uh, Mr. Fuji died this week. I know you don't know him. but I he... do know him, actually. Oh, you so do? fuck you. I'm impressed. Um. He, he was an excellent manager back in the day, uh, and apparently a great wrestler. I never saw him wrestle, but um, always sad to lose a legend like that. Um, he was old, though, so I'm sure he lived a pretty good life. Or a shit one. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know the guy. Uh, other death this week that hit me a little harder. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. So we will miss you, Mr. Fuji, and Gene Wilder. Um Gene I will Wilder. have to say the best thing I saw, though, yeah. was, I believe it was Chad Wood posted saying, you know, about how all these people are talking about how upset and devastated they are that they were such huge Gene Wilder fans, yet none of those people gave a shit when he was alive. And I was like, ah, oh, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I see. Gene, no, it it is one of those situations where a celebrity dies, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, they meant so much to me." But well, then if you ask them, like, why they meant a bunch or what they were, they in, they will all say the same thing. Yeah, Willy Wonka, pure imagination. They will all say that exact same scene. Yep. Um, now I'm not saying that's not a very significant scene in cinema. I fucking and means hate something that to me. version of Willy Wonka. Oh, see, the only reason I like it is him. No, I mean, I don't dislike him. I just hate that entire movie. Oh, see, I like that one. Um, I, I hate that one. I like them both, actually. But I do give that one the nod because of Gene Wilder's performance. Gene Wilder. And then Young Frankenstein. Oh, God, yes. And it's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, walk this that, way. Okay. That movie is... Quite, it is definitively in my top ten. It never, ever gets old. It really doesn't. And I don't care how old you are, there is something to enjoy in We that may movie. need to watch it this weekend. I think. Done. Yeah, I think we need to. Blazing Saddles Done. never gets old. Yeah. Gene um, Wilder was the old, a jack of all trades. Did you ever see the old producers? No. Oh, that, he's fucking great in that. Um, the new one's a shit show compared to the old one i saw the new one first and then went back Um, my apologies to you yeah but gene wilder we will miss you um all right uh, back to wrestling news 
PWI 500 came out, which is like a yearly ranking of um, wrestlers, and it's only kayfabe ranking. Like, nothing else matters. Kayfabe. Roman Reigns is number one. Damn. And their headline is, most of you are going to hate this. Damn. Roman Reigns is number one. But kayfabe-wise, you can't deny, from last summer to this summer, he had three world championships. It's true. Um, that's hard to beat. Uh, um, I can beat it. Hmm? Are you ready? Yeah. Best in, in the, the world. world. Hashtag Cedric Alexander. Hashtag accurate. Um, Hashtag new panties. Hashtag winning. Fair enough. Uh, Cody Rhodes tweeted today that he thinks WWE should cut ties with TMZ and ESPN because TMZ ran the 911 call when his mom called for Dusty dying, which is totally uncalled for. That's an incredibly poor taste. But it's TMZ. This is what I expect from TMZ. I, this is one problem I have with celebrity in general in the United States. Is we think we want to know everything. Well, not only that, but people have a right to have a certain amount of privacy. Yeah, but. People have a right to go on vacation and enjoy themselves and not have to worry about their dick pic showing up on online yeah one would think you know they have a right to mourn in privacy they have a right to have a bad day and celebrity being what it is in the u.s takes that away from people and i hate that and i wouldn't wish that level of celebrity on my worst enemy to be honest fair enough um i i and also, ESPN made fun of Kevin Owens' kid this week. Which is also um, super fucked up. I get up. what Cody's saying. I understand. I agree. They probably should cut ties with both of them. However, it was never about they thought they were good people. You know? I don't believe Vince is necessarily a great person. I'm pretty sure Vince is probably a terrible human. Um Fascinating dude, but great person is not a tag I would give him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. I if it was about a personality thing, like if ESPN came to if ESPN came to WWE and was like, "Hey, we want to start covering wrestling because we love y'all's product," and it was that type of approach, and then they made fun of Kevin Owens' kid, yeah, I'd be like, different. "All right, fuck off." But you know this was a money thing. Vince went to them and said, I will give you this much money if you start covering us. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I I completely understand it from Cody Rhodes' point of view. But at the same time, business-wise, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I hate that's the way it has to be. I think it's shitty. Yeah. Um, but if you start saying, oh, we can't, we got to cut ties with these people because they made this joke or these people... Then you cut your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not um, any kind of way to run a business. I, I understand. Cody was frustrated and he's out from under the thumb and he wants to say what he thinks finally. And I can appreciate that. He has all the freedom of speech in the world. But, you know, he's not there anymore. I do think it's any... I really do. I feel so terrible anytime something bad happens and 
a celebrity can't deal with it in a private manner. Yeah, that's never good. It's everyone deserves the right to to have that moment to themselves, and yeah. So that is really shitty, and TMZ, you should feel terrible for doing that. Um, Shame on you. All right, so since we've now brought the show down, let's bring it back up. Alberto Del Rio will not be coming back. Thank fucking God. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because um, oh, he's good He's good in the indies, so let him stay rinse. in the indies. Um, I originally, think he's probably a shit human, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Originally, though... This might have made him stick around longer, so I'm glad it didn't work out. They were going to put him with Paul Heyman. Oh, God. Poor Paul. But Paul would have made it work because that's what he does. Paul makes everything work. Um, so, anyway. Paul could sell veal to a vegetarian. Yeah, probably. He's fucking amazing. There was a really cool moment in their little promo when... <laughs> Jesus Christ. The cats are in the bathroom and not happy. Should I go open the door? Paul could sell a masticated cow tongue to a vegetarian. Paul could literally slaughter an animal in front of a vegetarian. Chop off a huge hunk of meat. Slam it on the plate raw. And they would be like, yes, please. Can I have some more? So I'm really glad that Del Rio didn't end up with Paul Heyman because yeah, cause he would still be there if he did. I um, just wouldn't be able to handle that. No, but the moment when Paul came out, I don't know why Houston was so over the top smarky this week, but um, Sometimes you just gotta be they smart. started chanting EC dub and Steph spun it and was like, yes, yes, I did buy ECW from him. Thank you for remembering, which was fantastic. Um, last thing I want to cover and then we're going to say we're, to find us and we'll call it a day. Um, I just saw it a few minutes ago before we started recording. There's a Kickstarter for a video game called Saturday Nights with a K. And it is a indie wrestling video game being developed by these two guys. And what's awesome about it, the more money they make, the more indie wrestlers they're putting in it. Yay, um, indie wrestling! As of right now... Joey Ryan will be a playable character. <laughs> you but, sick fuck. Yeah. But only if you do the Kickstarter. Oh. So, if you want a copy of the game and to play as Joey Ryan, it's like 20 bucks. Um, they've been saying... Goodbye, $20. I read... Hello, Joey Ryan. I read up on it, and the more money they get depends who gets in the game. Lufisto could be in the game. Fantastic. Um... I should probably pull it up and read the list. Oh, oh good. I still have it open. Ha, That's fantastic. real helpful. Fantastic. So, right now, just base game without them doing anything else. You get Willie Mack, who is on Lucha Underground and awesome. Addie Star, Evil Uno. Um, I really hope that has to do with the game. What game? His gimmick. I hope it has to do with the game Uno. Oh. It does not, unfortunately. He was player <sighs> Uno. He was a video game gimmick called Super Smash Brothers, and he had a controller on his tights, and if someone clicked pause, he would freeze. Oh, that's pretty great, though. Yeah, but then he lost his tag partner and went evil, and now he, like, bites people on the dick. Oh! Yeah, he got a you sick fuck chant last time at PWG. Oh. Um, 
Kevin Martinson, the Young Bucks, uh, Vanessa Craven, Yuma, Jigsaw, and Joey Ryan for Kickstarter only. If they reach their first goal, you get Scorpio Sky and Quicksilver. Second goal, Chris Bosch and Scott Lost. Third goal, you get B-Boy and Lufisto. And fourth goal, you get Zokre and Phoenix Star. Every 20k they get over that, they put in a new character. Fantastic. So, um, if you are an indie fan and can give any amount of money to these guys, I would love to see this get made, because I will buy the shit out of it. Um, They want $270,000 to make this game, and they have 33 days to go. So, Let's make this happen. The, um, Let's rock this bitch. And if you're curious, the engine is based on the old uh, 64 No Mercy games. So that's the one everyone likes. Fucking give money if you got it. If not, retweet it. Or do something. Just to help. Spread the word. Yeah. Okay, so that's all I got. Uh, we don't have shit going on this weekend, and that's fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited. Scoot will be in Darlington if you want to find him at the NASCAR race. Yes. He'll be camping out with Steve and a few other guys. Probably will. Uh, probably will, and I think Matt Kay, who's in our fantasy football league. Um, fantasy football draft went awesome. It was a lot of fun, uh, but I won't get into super details on that. Uh, so, yeah, you can follow the show at Sad Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram and anywhere else you may have social media. You can find us on Facebook. There's a fan page and a closed group. Talk to us. We're very talkative. Uh, We usually try to live tweet shows, but, you know, life happens sometimes, so we don't always live tweet everything. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you want to follow us and listen to a podcast, go for it. YouTube, if you want. Um... I'll have it up sometime tonight. And I think that's it for the show. You can follow me at Osnogard, O-Z-N-O-G-R-D, on Twitter and Instagram. And I just started a Snapchat. So if you want that, tweet me. It's probably going to be useless because I'm still working on understanding what the fuck it is. But we had a great time making terrible puns with a questionable member of the show yesterday. Um... So. It, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I am so proud of our puns. Like, I feel like Becky Lynch caliber, caliber puns. Yeah. Hey, our producer is here finally because he was fighting with his brother in the bathroom where we had him locked up. Well, he was busy. Yeah, he was a little bit busy. <laughs> He's producing another He's show producing. tonight. <laughs> he was having a cane taker level uh, match. There you go. All right. Do you want to tell people where to follow you or not really? I can be found at Twitter at Cat Kelpie and on Instagram at Dublin Cat, D-U-B-L-I-N-K-A-T. All right. That's all we got this week. So shalom, motherfuckers. Rock and roll, Tim. They say fire started in my heart Reaching on fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark Finally I can see you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out and I'll lay your ship bare See how I'll leave with every piece of you Don't underestimate the things that I will do Fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark.
Hide it all. We could have had it all. It all. 